People call me Rob Poe. Actually, people call me Forrest Gump generally. I'm the idiot who ran five times across America recreating Tom Hanks' epic journey that he never really did himself. But to the people of Staffordshire, just keep on run sacking. Runsack, Staffordshire and Cheshire, the show for news, features, reviews and all things running in your local area. Hello, Shranka calling. Welcome to the non-show. Not the one show, the non-show. Because this week, Runsack, Staffordshire and Cheshire, we've got no notes, have we? No, well, you're, yeah. I'm slacking. I can't, yeah, I can't say anything. I don't do any notes. You know, you're in charge of the notes, Andy. Yeah, so I might as well warn you now if you're listening to us. Probably go find another podcast for the next half an hour. (laughs) Stick stick with us. (laughs) And who are you? I'm Gareth Copley-Jones. Yeah, and that's that's about all we know this week. So um, what have you been up to, mate? Well, I'm I'm in Sri Lanka. Oh, here we go again. Jet setting. Well, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to disrupt my running, though, which is really, really annoying. Because it is ridiculously hot here. Like, to the point, it's gone past the nice hot. It's just awful hot. Um, yeah, and that <laughs> does exist. It's, a, um, Yeah, I went for... I have tried to run almost every day because I've got, I've, we've got a match coming up and I won't be able to run in a for a few days. So I've tried to run every day. I've been here whilst I've been settling in. And the other morning I went for a run and it started off, I went for a run at half past seven in the morning. I thought that'd be cool enough. It was 32 degrees, 80% humidity, 32 degrees. By the end of the run, it was 34 degrees. And all you're doing when you run, you can just feel your body temperature rising and rising and rising like a cooker. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. Getting. Yeah. And the, and then it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And on the evenings, even when it goes dark, it's still hot. So, I don't know whether I'm going to start waking up at six in the morning or something to run. Um. But yeah, I'm trying to fit it in around working for a living. So, such a yeah. hard, such a hard life. Such a hard life you've got. <laughs> well, no, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's actually but... sunny in England today. You know. It's quite a nice day. It's, I love March. It's like it's, you know you're sort of seeing the end of um, the end of winter, aren't you? And the light nights are coming, and well, they're slowly coming. You can sort of see shoots of mm. shoots of daylight appearing, can't you? Yeah, it's a good time. I'm, to run. I'm sat here now. I'm looking out over Silverdale, over Keel Golf Course, up to where they're building the new hotel on the university. Yeah, it's glorious, but it's not 34 degrees. No, everybody's no. still wearing coats and shivering. I know. Well, you know, I, yeah, um, it is lovely being out here. But I, yeah, on, from a running point of view, I'd much sooner be running around Silverdale. So, um, yeah, think... the road, the roads are very crowded. So it's like getting yourself ready for London Marathon, swerving in and out of people. So yeah, yeah. So, but no, how are you, mate? Have you done much running? You got Manchester in a few weeks. I have. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Manchester ready. That's for sure. I've got Knighton this weekend. I'm running Knighton. Um, but that's obviously later in the show. What have I been doing? Um, I have been running, yeah. I'm still not running as much as I'd like to, but I've done seven miles this morning around the Festival Park in Wolstanton. 
that's in Stoke, if anybody's not familiar. Um, and then I've just done a couple of night runs. I think I didn't run last night. I was too busy. And then I didn't run Tuesday either. So somebody who normally runs every day, I'm not, not quite at, at my A game at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's nice not to be running in the rain. It's getting slightly lighter in the evening now. With me working 10-hour days, um, the winter's a bit depressing because you go to work in the dark and you come home in the dark. But, um, but yeah, it's um, starting, to, starting to see that little bit of light now when I come home and it's getting exciting. It is, yeah, it is. I, I was like the first run when the clocks changed back. And everyone goes to the running club, and they all instantly want to go and run the trails. And but the, yeah. what they don't realise is it's been raining for an entire yeah. winter. So they there isn't the, any trails at the moment. There's just streams, just streams of <laughs> yeah. uh, of mud. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, but you know it's light, so everyone wants to do it, and good on them. Get you know get your trainers dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about what we've got coming up. So you've got no notes, so you're freestyling today, Gareth. What have we got in the show? We've got the news. The news. Well, the top of the news agenda, and like, and it's going to affect a lot of runners. Um, and it's very, you know, it's the talk, well, not running is not the talk of Sri Lanka, but it's the talk of the world is this coronavirus and whether these mass races like the London Marathon, Manchester Marathon, are all going to take place, and I'm not sure they're 100% sure that they are going to do, you know, I just... No, well, have you heard that the cases are spreading quite a lot more now in England, and if they're already cancelling Italy, well, cancelling events in Italy, they cancelled Paris Marathon, didn't they, mm. um, last weekend, well, apart from the elites, Tokyo's gone, and I think the kind of country that we are now, we are on the side of caution with everything, don't we? And I think um, if it carries on spreading over the next week or two the way that it is, we could probably see a, a couple of the big events uh, fall. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I like. I'm sure they 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 have contingency plans, and it might get rescheduled, or it might just you you know if you've got a plate, you're not lucky enough to get a place for London, it'll probably just roll over for next year. But then, how does that affect people getting in for next year? There's a lot of questions, isn't there? So yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just yeah, just keep your fingers crossed. But yeah, at the moment it's looking quite doubtful, and and all of us slogging away trying to get as mileage in, you know, cramming in that last minute mileage. You know, we might not have a marathon to run in a month or so. So, oh, I haven't started my training yet. <laughs> no, 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 I've got a two week plan. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the tra- the training's not good. You know, it's all about the process. So yeah, the training's exactly, not going to yeah. not going to yeah. do you any harm. No. You know, yeah, so. Um, what else we got in the news? Uh, oh, we've got a. If anybody looks at our Facebook page, um, Stone Master Marathoners oh, have got a competition on our Facebook page to win a spring treble um, event place. So that's not just one race, it's three. So, three, mm. yeah, have a look on there, see how you enter. I think it went on this morning. So, um, well, we're on a Friday. Um, I'm hoping to get the show out later. So if you can get entered over the weekend, I'm sure you will be in with a shout. Yeah. And if you haven't done the spring treble and you don't know what it is, it was one of my first races I did when I moved to Staffordshire. It's on on Thursday nights on um, in an event. It's like trailer runs, isn't it? They're usually about yes. five to six miles each one. Um, 
Yeah, and there's the consecutive Thursday nights in April. And they, they have about five or six different courses. So they just pick, you know, three of those to do each year. Um, yeah, and there's some good ones. Um, I'm not sure. Is the Handchurch this time? You know, they might this, this time it is Handchurch to start. Yeah. And it's Kibbleston. And Kibbleston is a private ground, so you can't actually run around there any other time than this one race. Um, and then I think it finishes at Ballston Downs because you run from the cricket club up there. Yeah, and they put a good spread on at the cricket club afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cricket club's notorious for its spread. So, yeah, <laughs> so no, it's a good one, you know, if you like to run midweek races. And uh, yeah, on the whole, it normally is sunny, isn't it? So, yeah, makes something yeah. different from rather than going down the running club and run a race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything going on in Cheshire? You don't know anybody want to tell us anything that's going on in Cheshire? Um, because we're, we're noteless and I could, <laughs> I could look on the internet, but so could everybody else. <laughs> yeah, um, I did see though, well, I, I have I see, but I am slightly involved. Is um, Silverdale Running Club are making a comeback and they've sort of launched this week, so all oh, right, okay. I said I'd help out with their couch to 5k, but yeah, they're all they're all launched now, so you can look them up on the internet and see what they're up to. I think they're running Thursday nights to start with. So, so when, do, when does it start? Have you got any idea? April, April time. So get on the Facebook, um, and uh, I think that, well, I know the couch to 5k starts in May, but yeah, they're gonna have a few runs before then, so. Will it yeah. be a social running club or will it be an affiliated running club out of interest? Well, I, surely they're both are the same. No, I think that, yeah, they are going to be affiliated and they're, uh, and they're also going to be social. <laughs> <laughs> you could be both. Some, some clubs choose to be affiliated and not They're affiliated, social. but they don't talk to each other. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah, but, um, yeah. No, yes, no, they're going to be a uh, an affiliated one because there's a lot of the things that uh, affiliation brings, isn't it? You know, a lot of people like to be affiliated to a running club. You know, there's various different benefits and, you know, if you want to race cross-countries and, and things like that, you know, um, you need to be part of an affiliated club. And there's also other things if you want to uh, join a club that's got a coaching structure and things like that. Um, if you're an affiliated runner, you get discounts and uh, things like on, on doing the courses, and there are a lot more. There's a lot more opportunities available for a running club if they're affiliated. Put it that way. But yeah. you know, uh, there's 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 no you know different people do things different ways. But yeah, I think yeah they're going to be affiliated, running on Thursday nights in April. So yeah, I look them up. Um, yeah, some good people behind it. So um, yeah. So I'm sure they've got some good ideas. Great stuff. Um, right. I think that's about it, isn't it? So, yeah, if you've got any news you want to send to us, we will happily read them out on one of the future podcasts. Right. It's time for this week's results, mate. Um We've, we had a few races. So starting, there was two ultras. There was the... Chester Ultramarathon in Cheshire and there was the Millennium Way which goes from Newport in Shropshire through to Burton in um, Staffordshire um, and Glenn, our uh, local ultra official um, is going to give us some information on them. So fire away Glenn.
Hi Runsuckers, it's Glenn here with your Ultra News and Action. Uh, first of all, there will be no prizes awarded for anybody that can say what song that was you've just heard and why I would possibly be playing it at the start of the, um, the uh, conversation we're going to have. Okay, so on with this week's news. The biggest news of all is the coronavirus has hit the ultra world, not just in this country, but abroad as well. The Marathon de Sable, due to take place next month, um, the organisers have taken the preemptive step of cancelling the whole event. Um, at the moment, the government uh, in charge of that area of Africa um, have actually said that at the moment they are quite happy for the event to take place. But the organisers fear that, as usual in Africa, these things will get changed at the last minute and have now issued a formal uh, declaration that the race in 2020 will be cancelled. This has left a lot of people kind of wondering what's going to happen. Um, as, as for many people, it will have been their A race and they'll have been training up to two years for this uh, for this desert event. Um, some of those entrants, I know, are currently um, taking, uh, taking part in the uh, Gran Canaria, Trans-Gran Canaria race, um, which was a 128-kilometre uh, race which started 11 o'clock Friday the 6th of March, uh, featuring 7,500 metres of elevation. It's a race which is quite popular uh, for many people in the build-up to uh, the MDS. Uh, it's got a cut-off of 30 hours, and at the time of recording, um, the first finishers are coming through. Uh, so uh, Pablo Gonzalez and Pau Capal agreed that they would finish together in uh, 13 hours, 4 minutes and 11 seconds, both of those being Spanish. And Dylan Bauman um, of uh, Canada, um, he came in third. On the women's side of things, Caitlin Gerbin, also of Canada, 15.14.40 was the winning time. Uh, Fuzhou Zhang of China, she obviously made it out of the area um, before, before all of this kicked off, uh, was second. And Azara Garcia of Spain came third. Uh, and as I say, most uh, there's quite a few runners still out on the trail. Um, who, when they finish, are going to find out that by uh, using this race as preparation is going to come to naught and they're going to be starting to look for alternative races to take part of. Okay, so on to this, uh, this week's information um, and results from the UK. Um, again, at the time of recording, uh, we've got one uh, unique race going on in Bath, Somerset. It's called the Tunnel Ultra and it's a 200-mile event organised by Cockbane Events. So if you're interested in having a look at this, it's cockbaneevents.com. And um, it takes place in the Coombe Down Tunnel. It's a 200-mile race. And essentially, it's a one-mile out and back, making two, and, uh, two miles, and you have to do that 100 times. And basically, it's all in the dark, uh, head torches all the way, and it's a minimum of support. So literally at the end of each out and back, there are a few snacks, as much water or in coke that you want. There's a portaloo and that's it. 
Um, it's limited because of the size of the uh, the tunnel to 30 entrants and each year uh, Mark will uh, basically ask for applicants who are interested and select 30 who he feels are capable of achieving uh, this 200 mile finish. Uh, they get 55 hours to complete that and it started on Friday afternoon um, so by the next time I come on I'll give you the uh, the finishing finishing results from that. Um, on a more local level uh, last weekend saw the two races um, that quite a few local runners were taking part in. Uh, first of all on the Sunday which was the 1st of March we had the seventh edition of the Millennium Way. Um, this, uh, the Millennium Way uh, runs from Newport to Shobnall. Um, and this, the Millennium Way was a, a, a trail um, which was opened up 18 years ago, 41 miles from uh, Newport to Shobnall. Get my words out. Um, very flat. I think the whole race itself features around 300 feet of climbing. Um, but it was hot on the heels of all of the rain that we've been having. So I posted a few pictures up and quite a few of the paths which normally would be quite runnable uh, were actually um, up to way beyond ankles in water, um, which slowed the first half down. So if you remember last time I was on, I, I suggested that you do exactly the opposite on this race than than, than normal normally you would do in an ultra which is to push the first half because the second half is going to be really muddy um, and, and even if you did push the first half you would have run into these rivers um, which were obviously country lanes before that um, it was a complete mud fest and obviously the times were, were affected by this um, there was 200 registered for the race and 162 decided to tow the line at the start uh, and out of those, there were 15 that didn't finish. Uh, so the winners uh, on the male side was Daz Bentley in 5 hours 52.43. Second place was Ryan no Noakes in 5.57.38. And Jordan Evans was third, 6.05.06. On the women's side, Kirsten Fassi, 7 hours 15.41. Marianne Devalli in 7 hours 40.05 and Joanne Martin came third in 8 hours 6 minutes 46. Um, there's a, a mention for a local runner, uh, Dwayne Roberts, representing Canuck Chase Trail Runners, who finished fifth in an excellent time, 6 hours 23.06. Going back to the Saturday... Um, the Saturday race was the Chester 50. Now, again, I'd posted um, from the last time that the that there was on the show um, some pictures of checkpoint one um, and to two, which basically showed the path leading through a gate, um, which had got two bins either side, and all you could see was the top of the bins. So this the flood water must have been at least a metre high. Um, luckily, the day after, I reposted the same picture, um, which which showed that the bins were actually could be seen in full. So it actually gone down. Um, but the um, I do know that between checkpoint one and two, where it runs alongside of the river, um, it was particularly waterlogged anyway before all the extra rain, um, and it just churned the whole thing up. So 
the um, the the man the organisers of the race decided uh, two days before that they were going to cut down the size of the race from a 50 mile event uh, with a 17 hour cut off down to a 43 mile event with a 15 hour cut off and there was quite a lot of rerouting at the last minute from the start um, to checkpoint one. Um, so much so that what they actually decided to do was set the runners off within within two minutes of each other, but because it was a narrow towpath to start off with, they were going to start them off in 30-second intervals and then sort the times out come the end. Um, again, I think that the uh, the runners appreciated the fact that it was for safety reasons that the, the course was, was altered in the early stages. Um, and on the finishers, there was 220 male finishers and 80 female finishers. Um, everybody appreciated the efforts that went in and enjoyed the race thoroughly. Um, there was um, it's, it's a nice route. Uh, goes uh, up to Helsby Hill, uh, through Frodsham, Delamere Forest, and then joins the Sandstone Trail race. So I think if you look at the last five years of this race, it's gone from anything from a really really heavy snow um to a mud bath to a glorious day uh, it, you just don't know what you're going to get at this time of year but um it's definitely a good one to start with if you're interested in, in trail and ultra running um in terms of the uh, the winners um we had Alice Bland in 6 hours 24 on the male side followed by Alistair Steele in 7 hours and Lee Island in seven hours, seven minutes. Um, on the women's side, it was Charlotte Bedow in seven hours, 44. Uh, Bronwyn Dawson came second in eight hours, 18. And Anna Head in eight hours, 20 came third. Uh, of the local runners on the male side, Colin McAvoy came eighth uh, from Trenton Runners. He did that in seven hours, 34. And on the female side, coming in 14th on the, uh, for the females was Deborah Short of Northwich Running Club in 9 hours 50. Um, I posted a picture of, of somebody's, somebody's leg um, after the event, uh, which had obviously got covered in all of the mud. It was basically a complete mud bath for certain parts of the race. And it just looked like a tree trunk. It was it was absolutely horrendous. I mean, the wind, the rain, and everything else had caused havoc along the whole course. Um, there was a boat on the canal that had managed to get sunk um, just purely because of the storm. Um, and one of the weirdest stories that I've heard is that um, there was a guy who actually came in... Um, he came in 30th um, with a time of 8 hours 41. Uh, the chap's name was Ian Spriggs. Now, you, he doesn't come from round here, but there's part of the, the race um, towards the end uh, where they basically run off a trail and then run down a grassy bank onto the canal towpath. And uh, there was loads of um, marshals there. And over the, over the course of the day, this, this bank had become more and more muddy, more and more slippy, more and more dangerous. So literally, they were telling people as they were approaching at that stage of the race, just slow right down, just sort of go, go as slow as they can down this bank. It wasn't a very steep bank, uh, till they get onto the canal towpath. Then they take a right and off they run again. 
Um, Ian, unfortunately, even though he slowed down, couldn't stop. Slipped, slid his way to the bottom. Slipped, slid his way over the canal towpath and ran straight into the canal. Um, which was um, a bit of a, a shock for him and also for the marshals uh, watching on. Uh, luckily, um, Ian managed to move himself to the edge where he was hauled clear and people stopped, uh, gave whatever clothing, towels, buffs to dry, try and dry him off uh, to a point where um, he was able to continue running. And um, to his credit, he finished 30th. So a very eventful race. Um, and uh, one which the organisers did very well to to get on. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be going through a couple of the major races on the international circuit, Barclay Marathons, etc., and going through the history and uh, current race record holders, etc. And then in April, um, we've got the uh, assistant director, race director of GB Ultras, who will be coming on and giving an interview of what races they do, um, what prices those races are, what they would recommend for people interested in starting ultra running, and also what other activities they've got, um, that they offer as part of their running scene. Okay, that's it for now. So all I can say is keep on run sacking. What do you think of that, mate? Are you inspired to um, give ultra running a go from there? No, think no. you can win. <laughs> no, no. I saw a picture. Of, Glenn posted, well, he's posted a few pictures on the on the um, on our Facebook. I saw one that he posted of his legs. Did you see that one? Where it was just I did. Yeah, he looked like the. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I'm not going to describe it in detail, but yeah, his his legs after running one of these ultra things, and um, yeah, get on the Facebook and have a look. It's bloody horrible. It didn't look like they were well did it, basically from no. that. Um, also, there was the Cannock Chase 10 and 5 mile. Um, I'm struggling to find some results for that um, at this moment in time. There was the um, Cloud 9 race in Cheshire, and that was won by the uh, Mercia foul runner Simon Bailey. And also Kate Davis won uh, for the females in uh, 71 minutes. Um, and then there was the Alton Park race. Now, you just have to bear with me. I haven't got the details. So, Alton Park Grand Prix, it was called. And here we go. Um, oh, blimey. I can tell you finished second. Go on then, tell me you finished second. Ben Bewley finished second. Did he? That's... Yeah, regular oh, listener, right, Ben okay. Bewley. Yeah, I saw some pictures of him finishing second. Yeah, he was on the he was on the podium. It was like a you know race racing theme podium. So he was quite proud of himself on the the podium there doing his Alan Prost. Bit. <laughs> well, I can't actually find um, any results for them. So have a look if you're that interested. <laughs> yeah, well, well done, Ben. Yeah, well done, Ben. I think you must have won for coming second. <laughs> um, look out for the fixtures later in the show. Right, we've got a review, haven't we, Gareth? We have. Yeah, so who is the review from? It is from our regular listener, Ian Crawley. Crawley. He's, yeah, you know, he's, he, 
He sent a message. Yeah. I think he's getting a bit wound. He's getting a bit annoyed with my uh, mispronunciation. You must realise I do it on purpose. But yeah, he um, he had a book review for us. He likes his running books. Um, it's called Running for Their Lives by Mark Whittaker. An extraordinary story of Britain's greatest ever distance runners. The story of Arthur Newton and Peter Gavzuzzi. Two very different men in age and social background and any other way you could think of, but became bound together by running. That sounds like me and you. (laughs) Glenn mentioned the Transcontinental last week on the show, and these two men took part in both. They were favourites to win each year. Newton took part in 1928 and Gazuki uh, the following year. In fact, based on the book, Gazuki would have won if it was not for the organiser begging for him to slow down to make the event more competitive. Such was his dominance in the race. The book's strength lies with the chapters about the two heroes and their accomplishments in the world of long-distance running. Newton, for example, won the Comrades Marathon five times in 1923 and his time of six hours 56 was so fast only a handful of spectators were on hand to witness the finish no one believed a 55 mile race could actually be completed so swiftly however the the book does wonder on tangents too much time is spent giving background to prolific characters like cc pry who organized the transcontinental but was basically a hulkster who was looking to put on a show. It's sad that neither runner got the acclaim or the accomplishments they deserved, although Newton wouldn't have been too keen by all accounts. It's not a bad book, though. If anyone fancies having a look, just give him a shout. It's an interesting read about the disdain... the disdain that long-distance runners, or pedestrians as they were called, were treated by the amateur athletic governing bodies at the time, and also an insight of what both gents got involved in. Good stuff. And he's put some pictures on it for both, hasn't he, as well? So we'll get mm, them posted yeah. onto the um, uh, Facebook page. Um, yeah. It is interesting reading it, you know, like he goes on about the... Uh, the amateur athletic governing bodies, you know, not, you know, being too impressed with ultra running and yeah. stuff. I know I, I, know I call it glorifying, <laughs> but, you know, these some guys that do it at fair old lick, you know. But, God, it's true. The, you know, the High Trousers Brigade was in force then and they're still in force now, aren't they? You know, it's just, oh, God, they take some cracking. Well, um, he's he said that um, if anybody fancies a read, he's happy to pass on, pass it on to an interested party. Um, yeah. For and he's he's not bothered about the uh, running journal that he's won as well um, for the competition. Um, but um, he says uh, we can we can happily use it again. So I think should we just roll that onto next week's uh, prize? Um, we will. Yeah. In, in the uh, well, a position. In a, a running journal. 
So there's no possession in a race. It's possession in a running journal. Um, yeah, and what, what are we going to... What should we put for the competition for next week then, mate? Well... I don't know. Um, well, we could have a bit of a, a you know, a, a theme on um, what's... No, 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 that's probably in a bit of bad taste. What's your favourite race that's been cancelled? <laughs> but no. <laughs> tips tips for running in the hot weather, please. Yeah. Because and last week's Facebook question never got posted because our resident weatherman, Mr Vickerman, uh, asked for tips on snow and <laughs> we had the most glorious of weekends um, last weekend. So we would have looked really ridiculous <laughs> tips running in snow. So um, mm. it is sunny here, uh, very hot. Um, so, yeah, just yeah, a few tips you've got for, for running in the heat. And, um, yeah, I think, I think they did us a favour, really, didn't they, the, the weather gods, because we can't ruin this show much more than we currently are. <laughs> Well, that's we'll it. Get, so. We'll get Ken Rushton back soon. Don't we? <laughs> yeah. Right, it's time for your friendly fixture service. Now, Gareth, you're out in Sri Lanka. Have you got any races this weekend? No, every time I come on tour out to Sri Lanka, I always look to see when the Colombo half marathon is, and I always miss it, unfortunately. So, no, no races here. No park runs. Park run hasn't hit Sri Lanka yet. Um, well, we've got a few in Staffordshire yeah. and Cheshire, so I'll go through them. Uh, go on, then. So, we've got five on the 8th of March, so I'll run through these. Uh, the Tatin 10K, which obviously is every month, so it's the Tatin 10K March. Uh, the Chester 10K, the Anderton Boatlift Half Marathon, the Night and 20, which I'll be doing. And, oh, here it says, can it chase 10 and 5? That's why I couldn't find the results earlier. Um, and then on the 15th, we've got the Wilmslow 10K and Half Marathon and the Stafford Half Marathon. So there's quite a few to be getting your teeth into there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. You've got a 10-mile and a 5-mile trail race. You've got a boat lift half marathon. You've got a couple of 10Ks. You've got two half marathons and a 20 mile. What would you do? I'd, I'd go the twenty miler. It's a cracker. Miler. Um, yeah. It's a cracker night. And, yeah. Yeah. Sold out, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm but, doing it then. Although yeah. I am looking for an excuse to perhaps just do two laps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can do three. Might be too painful. Um, yeah, and that's your fixtures. Um, if you've got any other fixtures we haven't made you aware of, get in touch, and we will again gladly broadcast them like the news. Well, that's about it, mate. Um, what are you up to? I'm writing next week's show notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, well, uh, yeah, we've got a match starting tomorrow, a practice game, so that's going to take up a fair bit of time. I'm going to try and do a bit of running. Like yesterday, I went running. Uh, no, this morning I went for a run. On my plan, I'm not one for training plans, but at the moment I am trying to follow a training plan. Uh, it said 75 minutes running. Not particularly fast running, but just 75 minutes on my feet running. I managed 45 before the heat got to me and I ran straight into the hotel gym and did 
the number 30 minutes on the, the treadmill. Tre- <laughs> on the treadmill. Which, which I bet that was I, more I, painful I, than the uh, 45 minutes, wasn't it? It was. It's the dreadful things, aren't they? I hate <laughs> treadmills. But I put in what pace, uh, you know, what pace I, I felt like comf- just keep pressing the button up until I thought I was running at, you know, like the pace I normally run at. And God, it was like not oh, nine minute mile or something like that according to the machine but i think the machine must have been out so yeah um but yeah just uh, getting up to yeah, just ticking over really and um yeah, and then just going in getting thrown in at the deep end when at manchester were you mate well think how good you'll feel when you um come back and it's cooler Yes, body will well, be breathing and you'll have kept that running up so yeah just keep yeah. keep plugging away and you'll feel brilliant when yeah. you come out yeah and other than that answering answering the emails from Parkrun <laughs> never stops you see <laughs> you know uh, I didn't dare reply internet. to them because you've already done them most of the time and I don't want a double reply uh, I'm on the ball I'm you on the ball. ball yeah you're too good for me sorry mate and um yeah, so yeah, because it's a big round of park runs this weekend. It is International Women's Day. International Women's Day, I think, on Sunday. But um, yeah, park run are having special International Women's Day themed events, all their park run events. And uh, the, apparently, the word is wear purple. So ah, yeah, right, okay. down, get, get your purple. Are the volunteer tops purple? They are. So if you are lucky enough to get a volunteer top, you can wear one of them. I just don't think it'll See? fit me. It's quite small. <laughs> that's, your, that's your own fault <laughs> yeah. but yeah dig, dig out a purple shirt um, yeah they've got lots of events on yeah but now that's me mate what are you up to you're going to try and get some miles in yeah well I'm like I say I'm running nights and this is the first time that I'm timing an event but I'm actually running it as well so one of our new staff members Mark is um, is um, actually timing the f- his first event on his own um, so yeah um, I think Knighton's an ideal one if he's got any problems I can he can pull me out of the race and we can get it sorted yeah. but um, I'll be looking for that excuse anyway I might forget to turn it on or something <laughs> um, and then yeah just plugging away we've got a bit of house uh, building going on at the moment so I'm, I'm a bit manic non-running related but uh, I'm still plugging away and I'm hoping this sun continues it makes running a lot easier yeah get out put the miles in you know enjoy the sun well that's about it isn't it should we wish them well we've put them through enough torture this week yes yeah okay. yeah no keep run sacking everyone keep run sacking everyone and we'll try and do a better show next week <laughs>